be very, very quiet. Elmer Fudd is hunting wabbits. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A podcast that loves Italian beef sandwiches from Wrigleyville South in Austin, Texas. Sometimes he wishes he was a sky marshal, Medicare expert Doug Jones. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another beautiful episode of Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The episodes themselves aren't beautiful, but the result is beautiful. That means you will have a new view of Medicare. You'll feel confident and you'll be uh, happy that you uh, crossed over that Medicare line once you find out how easy the process is. I love to share my knowledge with people. I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert for today. And I like to help people feel good about their impending encounter with Medicare. One of the ways I do that is to encourage people to buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man. The current edition is 2023. And you may purchase that book by going to uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Type Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 into the search window and take your pick of all of the editions that are available for you. It's uh it ranges from a very inexpensive ebook or Kindle uh, version of the book to the magnificently created hardcover version, and a couple of editions in between. Uh, any any budget is uh, going to be satisfied with a, a a particular edition of the Medicare for the Lazy Man. But more importantly, after a fairly short read, you can settle back with a drink and. Uh, Start to read the book, and within um, an hour and a half or thereabouts, you're going to have the Medicare knowledge that you thought you'd never have. And in fact, it's going to be the kind of Medicare knowledge that's so easy to grasp that you will become a fount of information for your friends and neighbors. They'll probably get tired of you spouting off Medicare knowledge, but that's the kind of read that you're going to find the Medicare for the Lazy Man book is. It's an easily digested version of how you handle your encounter with Medicare and how you come out victorious on the other side. So I hope that you will purchase my book, enjoy my book, and then use my contact information within the book to let me know that your time has come and that you need assistance acquiring the additional fairly inexpensive insurance that will uh, protect you completely from those unexpected and painful medical bills that may come down the pike at some time in the future. So that's what we do here. And we do it, I say we, because I have a friend and compadre who assists me in this process, and that is Randy Carson. Randy Carson is now theoretically sitting in a newly acquired property. Medicare for the Lazy Man has turned out to be quite a uh, uh, quite a real estate uh in investment company that uh, Randy is out acquiring new uh, parcels all the time. And frankly, I'm, my head is spinning every time I see him, he's in a new location with a newly acquired Medicare for the lazy man headquarters someplace. Randy, tell us what you're up to today. 
Hey, Doug, I will. I will gladly tell you, as as I mentioned, I am sitting in the new Medicare for the Lazy Man Southern headquarters in South Carolina, and I happen to be sitting out on the eight. We have a, a very gorgeous uh, atrium where a lot of people like to take their lunch. Yeah, it looks beautiful. See, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um and I love it, to be honest with you. That's why I'm uh, you know, participating in this podcast from this location, because this just makes my day, puts a smile on my face. But there's a couple things, you know, we had talked about earlier, but last night, well, not last night, but the night before last, I think, I was listening to YouTube, as I often do, and I noticed someone who had done a YouTube episode uh, comparing and contrasting medicare plan g with medicare plan n uh-huh. and i was just i was just curious and as you know i'm the proud owner of a medicare plan n yes you I, are. Uh, my wife researched it mm-hmm. and uh, we bought it before we before we met you truthfully but i guess i guess we didn't do too bad a job but there is some distinct differences but me as a oh i don't mind taking a chance but uh bottom line is uh, I'm not, I'm not a gambler. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're you risk can, averse. You're risk averse. I, I, def, I am disc, I'm definitely risk averse other than when I'm jumping out of a plane with a pair. So they, I, I'm a study in contrast, but long story short, if you could just talk a little bit about plan G versus plan N, I would certainly appreciate it. And maybe there are others on the podcast that would also. Well, I'd be happy to do that, Randy. As everybody has probably heard by now, there are about 10 or 12 different types of Medicare supplement plans. And except for three weirdo states in the union, they're the same everywhere you go. All 47 other states in the union have the same Medicare plans. So let's start with Plan G. Plan G is the most, uh, the the uh, Medicare supplement plan with the most comprehensive protection against medical expenses. If you've got a plan G and you have Medicare treatment, uh, let's say all out of the hospital, which is covered by Part B of Medicare, that just makes it easier if we discuss it in terms of the most commonly encountered treatment that people have. Plan G will pay all of your medical expenses after you have paid an annual deductible that is about $226 this year. That changes every year. So next year, it's likely to be a few dollars higher. But Plan G is very comprehensive, and it pays all of your medical expenses that you encounter. And it is um, the only thing bad I can say about Plan G is that it's a little on the pricey side. It let's I'm trying to use, um, it's different everywhere you go, every state, Every some states have like five or ten different rating areas for uh, Medicare supplement companies, but let's say that Plan G costs one hundred and fifty dollars a month, <clears throat> and that's not outrageous for the amount of protection that it provides for people. But Plan G's one hundred and fifty dollar a month uh, premium cost might be a little too much for some people. So then they are offered the opportunity to turn to plan N. Now plan N is substantially less expensive because they ask you to share some of the cost 
with the the insurance. If they um, uh, if you go to the doctor, then they say a portion of the doctor's charge up to twenty dollars should be paid by you, the insured person. And this does two things. First of all, it uh, reduces the cost to the insurance company. And secondly, it has the effect of reducing the number of visits some people will make to the doctor's office. So plan N can save money and pass the savings on to the insured person in that regard. It also imposes a up to $50 fee Anytime somebody goes to the emergency room. Now, there's we all know there's a segment of people that go to emergency rooms when they have a runny nose. And that's a hugely expensive way to treat a runny nose. So Plan N is designed to keep people out of the emergency room by making them share the cost. And so if you have Plan N and you go to the emergency room for a runny nose and you're not admitted to the hospital because you had something really serious they're going to send you a bill for $50 every time you do that. So that not only reduces the costs of the insurance, but it keeps people away from that very expensive treatment. One other thing Plan N will not pay for is if you've got a doctor who does not accept full Medicare assignment, that doctor is allowed to charge you 15% of your Part B expenses as, uh, you know, the... uh, uh, charges that uh, are not paid by insurance. Well, part uh, plan N will not reimburse you for that 15%. You're going to have to write a check to the doctor for that 15%. In a lot of states, that never happens. But if you travel uh, or if you're in a state where the doctors are allowed to charge the extra 15%, you may find yourself with an invoice in your mailbox that you didn't expect. So those are the three differences that plan G does not share And this is why Plan N is a lot less expensive. Now, the one thing that Randy did not see in that that, uh, YouTube video was my favorite plan, which is High Deductible Plan G or High Value Plan G. Randy came up with that name a long time ago. And that is less expensive even than Plan N. So since I try to simplify Medicare, I rarely mention plan N because it's kind of smack dab in the middle between the most comprehensive coverage, which is plan G and the most cost effective coverage, in my opinion, which is high deductible plan G high deductible plan G asks you to share a percentage of the expenses until you have reached an, uh, a uh, limit every year. And that changes every year. And so you will be then paying, you know, if you go to the doctor's office, you might get a bill in the mail for 15 or $20, but you might have saved $100 that month in the by taking plan high deductible plan G instead of the regular plan G. So I recommend high deductible plan G for most of my clients. It's less expensive than Plan N. It's simpler to explain, and it is uh, you know the other end of the spectrum from comprehensive to cost effective is a, a spectrum. Plan N is right in the middle between those. But I'm I'm a, <laughs> a risk taking kind of guy, so I go for the high deductible Plan G because the amount of risk is limited. So that's I promised Randy I would address that. 
And I hope that explanation was at least uh, satisfactory enough for people to understand what it is. Anybody can ask me for a quote for Plan N. I'm happy to uh, share that because Plan N is still a Medicare supplement. I don't care what Medicare supplement people have. They're better off with a Medicare supplement always than they would be with a Medicare Advantage plan. Do you remember? Oh, thanks. I really appreciate you doing that, Doug, because every once in a while it'll occur to me, I don't remember all the details, and certainly I'm not a Medicare expert like you are, but I think my wife did an awesome job, at least in our case, of finding Plan N and staying away from, I have have three acronyms for something I'd like you to identify. Oh, please share them Uh, with us. Medicare Disadvantage, Medicare Scam Vantage, and then Medicrap. Now, what do those all refer to? What those, plan? Those all refer to Medicare Advantage plans, which are the kinds of things that Joe Namath and Jimmy J.J. Yeah. Walker and all of those movie stars, those washed up, has been celebrities, are always flogging on the television. And that, that is starting now. Those plans are starting to be sold big time because it's the time of the year where uh, people call it open enrollment, but I call it the official name of AEP annual election period and Medicare Advantage plans are what they're trying to sell because of two things. First of all, often they don't cost the uh, insured any money, but the federal government pays the freight. And the second thing is that there is a huge commission payment to the agent. And so that's why Randy sees them in his neighborhood wandering like zombies up and down the street looking for the next victim so that they can collect their massive um, commission. The actual commission for uh, a first-time insured to sign up with an agent, the agent's going to get about $500. And, of course, uh, the more uh, people he can line up, the more money he's going to make. And, frankly, these guys spend the rest of the year uh, on beaches in in uh, foreign countries with their feet up drinking uh, drinks with umbrellas in them, because this is the only time of the year they work. So I, on the other hand, try to help people avoid Medicare Advantage plans. Why is that in my life's work? Because Medicare Advantage plans are like roach motels. Once you go in, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to get out without proving evidence of good health. So if you have purchased a Medicare Advantage plan, if you've held it for more than a year, you do not have any legal guaranteed way to get out of the world of Medicare Advantage plans and back into the wonderful world of Medicare supplement plans unless you can show that your health is fairly good. doesn't have to be perfect because everybody knows that you're uh, you know, uh, older than average, but it has to be fairly good. And so that's why I try to save people from the Medicare Advantage world and help them stay in the world of Medicare uh, supplements where they have freedom of choice. That's the whole thing about Medicare supplements. We provide freedom of choice. Medicare Advantage plans have a, I call it a gulag of rules and regulations that you must adhere to. And frankly, they are so complex that they are typically going to disappoint the insured at some point in the down the road. Not everybody is going to get disappointed, but a vast majority of people in Medicare Advantage plans have the capability, have the propensity to be severely disappointed 
by their Medicare Advantage plan. Now, I thought it might be interesting if I go through the sales presentation that a Medicare Advantage salesman is supposed to do when he encounters a prospect. This is a an insurance company list of all the things that the Medicare Advantage salesman has to discuss with that prospect before they can conclude the meeting. Now, when I have a meeting with a Medicare supplement prospect, <clears throat> there is nothing painful uh, that takes up all of this time and beats the prospect to death with all of these various things that have to be discussed. But Medicare Advantage plans are so complex and so prone to change during the course of the year when you can't do anything about it, uh, that uh, the government says that they have to be open and above board about all of the risks involved in taking a Medicare Advantage plan. And frankly, I'll bet you by the end of this uh, little presentation, you're going to say that it's impossible that a salesman would go through all of these items every appointment. And I bet a lot of the Medicare Advantage enrollees are being uh, not, they're being given short shrift, but uh, that is speculation because we're not at a Medicare Advantage appointment. But if we were, here is what the salesman would have to tell you about. All of these things are things that the salesman has to explain. So first, the salesman is enjoined to review the beneficiary-specific information. And here are those items. What kind of health plan does the beneficiary wish to enroll in? The beneficiary is you, ladies and gentlemen. You are the prospect that is uh, on Medicare, and you are the one considering enrolling in a Medicrap plan, as Randy refers to them. So what plan does the beneficiary do you wish to enroll in such as low premium and higher copay or higher premium and lower copays? Check to see if the beneficiary's primary care physician and specialists are in network. If they're not, explain that they will need to choose new doctors or pay those people out of their pockets because the insurance plan will not pay for any Uh, doctors that you see that are not in the network. Check to see if the beneficiary's prescriptions are on the plan's formulary and if they're uh, check to see if their pharmacy is in network. If not, explain that they will need to choose a new pharmacy or they may have to pay the full price of the prescription drugs out of their pockets. Does the beneficiary require hearing, dental, and or vision coverage? Does the beneficiary have any other health care needs, such as needing durable medical equipment or physical therapy? Check to see if the beneficiary's preferred hospital is in network. If it is not, explain that they will need to pick a new hospital. Are you starting to see some of the areas that might be disappointing? You've got to pick a new doctor. You might have, if you have specialists, you've got to pick a new specialist if they're not in the plan network. If you've got a favorite local hospital, You might have to pick a new hospital to seek treatment in if your local hospital is not in the plan network. Are there other preferred facilities that need to be in network? Does the beneficiary, that's you, uh, does the beneficiary have any other specific health care needs? The right to cancel this enrollment, as well as the specific date through which cancellation may occur, has to be discussed. Go over premiums, including the Part B premium, which you have to pay even though they will take Medicare away from you and substitute it 
with the Medicare Advantage plan. Um, insert the dollar amount per month, per quarter, per year. The Part B premium is $164.90 this year. Um, and there may be a premium for the plan that you're buying. If the plan has a $0 premium, you don't have to discuss that. But if it does have a premium, you have to make sure that the prospect understands that they're going to pay that premium in addition to the Part B premium of $164.90. If applicable, review the current premium plus or versus another plan premium. Review beneficiary cost sharing, such as deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurances. Go over deductible cost, primary care physician co-pay, specialist co-pays, inpatient hospital co-pay. If you should be hospitalized, you're going to be paying part of the freight and any other co-pays for services, items, or beneficiary needs. Discuss the costs, limitations, and uh, other items about the dental, vision, and hearing benefits, if any. Review coverage for out-of-pocket network advisor, out-of-network, excuse me, review coverage for out-of-network providers and services. For example, except in an emergency or urgent situation, the plan does not cover services by out-of-network providers. And that would be doctors who are not listed in the provider directory. Review the coverage available outside the United States. Now, that would be zero in most cases, although there is limited coverage available in the Medicare supplement plans that I sell, uh, but not available in the, uh, in the regular course of Medicare at all. Furthermore, explain the potential effect that enrolling in this plan will have on other current coverage, which may in some cases mean that the individual is going to be disenrolled from their current health insurance coverage. For instance, if they have a different Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement, they're going to be disenrolled if they sign up for the plan that you're trying to sell them. Explain that this is not a hearing dental vision writer, but a full plan, if it is a full plan, if it's just a disappointing uh, discount for dental vision and hearing coverage, you have to explain that too. Explain that the plan operates on a calendar year basis. So benefits may change on January 1st of the following year. Well, they don't tell you that they may change in the middle of the year too. You cannot change plans, but the plan can change out from under you. Your favorite doctor, your favorite specialist may disenroll from the plan. They may stop taking uh, this plan as a, um, a way of having you pay your bills, and they may not be accessible unless you're willing to pay out of pocket uh, to see those particular people anymore. That can happen right in the middle of the year. Explain the evidence of coverage that provides all of the costs, benefits, and rules for the plan. Now, that's going to be a 45-minute uh, unendurable uh, period of time right there to have to read all the legal crapola that goes into the evidence of coverage. But this is what the government says that you should do in order, uh, not you, the, the uh, prospect, but the agent should read the evidence of coverage items in order to make sure the prospect understands every single little nuance of the plan. Review how to file a complaint. Now, why might they need to tell you how to file a complaint? Well, that would be because uh, there's a substantial number of the plan holders 
who wind up filing a complaint about something they're dissatisfied with. So they insist that you be told how to file a complaint or a grievance in case that needs to be done. And the next item is uh, items only applicable to certain plan types. So if it's a PPO or a PFFS plan, they have to explain out-of-network coverage because there is some coverage if you're not using the plan network. It's not generous coverage, but there is some coverage if you have a PPO and you go to an out-of-network provider. Also, the agent is supposed to review the need to qualify for chronic or disabling conditions if you're enrolling in a C-SNP, which is a chronic disease special needs plan. C-SNP. Review the need to have Medicaid to qualify for a D-SNP. And the D-SNP is for people who need welfare. So you have to be enrolled in Medicaid. You have to qualify for Medicaid in your state to be able to get a D-SNP plan from uh, the Medicare Advantage uh, carrier of your choice. You also, the agent is supposed to review with you the need to remain in an institution or an institutional skilled nursing facility in order to qualify for an I-SNP. That means institutionalized, and I-SNP is an I-special needs plan. So you've got to stay in the uh, institution. If you leave the institution, you're going to have to pick a new plan. And finally, the agent has to review the need to maintain trust or custodial account in order to remain enrolled in an MSA. And that's not likely to happen because the one MSA plan that covered much of the United States has been withdrawn from the market. I'm not supposed to tell you that because of the government's stupid rules. We're supposed to keep secrets from you until October 1st. So pretend that you never heard from me that the one magnificent Medicare Advantage MSA plan that used to exist and that I used to tell people about is no more. That plan's been withdrawn from the market. Typical of how people with Medicare scam vantage plans are routinely disappointed. So I'm just inclined to say at this point that if you have sat through this episode and not fallen asleep, not been completely bored, then you've got a flavor of what it's like to have a Medicare Advantage agent sit you down and tell you everything they're supposed to tell you about their product. My guess is that if that agent gets his his mitts uh, on you, uh, he's going to skip over a lot of this really boring legal stuff because uh, you're not going to want to hear it. He's going to try to get you to sign on the dotted line, and then he's going to go off to his next victim. But Randy, that's a little flavor of what a Medicare Advantage sales process is going to be like if you ever have to uh, put up with one uh no (laughs) no okay (laughs) i'm glad you thought about it carefully though i I was just envisioning you know what this might go like in real life you know in someone's home sure so the the thing you know how my mind works it's uh, strange ways my mind works i can just i can just hear it now the medicare scam vantage guy is sitting in your living room and he's going bill bill Wake up, Bill. We we only have four more hours to go. Reminds me of that scene in Airplane where uh, the uh, boring <laughs> person is telling the story and uh, he's telling his life history and uh, war adventures and all that stuff. And every seatmate that he's telling his story to winds up committing Harry Carey. 
yeah. because they're so depressed by his story and and so and they all they want to do is just have it end yeah i totally agree i totally understand uh but you got to do it i mean i know people that have got advantage plans and yeah uh, i did my i did my darndest to try to keep him out of it but you know sometimes when the guy's sitting there in your living room and he, and he happens to be a relative well there you, you know, go that was a mistake right there you should have that, disowned that relative that's right and we're trying to do that right now as we speak but having said all that we need to go ahead and bring the bus into the station because our 75 cents worth of time is gone 75 cents doesn't buy what it used to no it doesn't but there's a few things i always like to take care of before we leave and one of them get your pencil it's important write down doug's email address it's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. If you have any questions, concerns, wonderings, or anything else, send him an email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. As you may have noticed, or maybe not, Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at medicareforthelazyman.com. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a review either on the podcast or the books or both. It's important to us because in the world we operate in, numbers and ratings are all about it. Last but not least, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. You could have been a hundred different places doing a hundred different things and you weren't. You decided to spend a little bit of quality time with us at Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. But if you didn't watch your watch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. Today, his fortress of solitude is pretty high. I'm going to put him in at 12,500 feet. I've been higher than that before. Thanks, Randy. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We'll be hoping to see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.